Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. This week, the Biden administration released a plan to update the nation's biofuel program. That program basically involves ethanol and other biofuels being blended into gasoline. Now, with this new plan, the Biden EPA tried to avoid making both the powerful oil and corn industries unhappy. But that's exactly what happened. Today, Politico's Kelsey Tamburino on why Biden's new biofuel plan is getting mixed reviews from both corn and oil. It's Thursday, December 9th. The Biden administration on Tuesday basically proposed a suite of actions related to the renewable fuel standard. EPA essentially tried to clear the deck on a bunch of things that had been lingering related to this program. One of the big things is setting the biofuel blending requirements for refiners for the years ahead, the current year. And in this proposal, EPA went back to 2020. So essentially what EPA did in these proposals is proposed retroactively reducing the level for 2020 and then making the levels for this year, 2021, in line with market demand which would be a reduction from the previous levels in 2019. And then in 2022, looking ahead, the agency proposed ramping up and increasing those levels. Beyond that, what EPA did was also propose denying this slate of 65 pending small refinery exemption requests before the agency. Basically, Biden proposed wiping the slate clean and denying all of those and then proposing a kind of a path forward on how they're going to be looking at these petitions in the future. They also responded to a 2017 court ruling that they had to reallocate 500 million gallons, and they dealt with that. In your story, you talked about how the Biden EPA tried to strike this balance between the ethanol makers and oil refiners. So based on your sources on the ethanol maker side, what was their big takeaway? Yeah, so... Most of the responses that we saw coming in from the biofuels ethanol side of things was cheering the administration's moves to raise the requirements for next year and basically return those to the statutory level set by Congress. And then they cheered the proposal on denying the small refinery exemptions. But there was pretty swift condemnation of the idea of going back to the 2020 volumes the Trump administration had already set and to reduce those. They call this an unprecedented move. And the idea to retroactively cut blending requirements, biofuel producers basically said, impacts the entire supply chain and is supporting refiners and and catering to the oil industry at a time when they say that the Biden administration had promised that they were going to right the ship and come in and support farmers and the agricultural community under this proposal. So that's the ethanol maker side of things. But what about the oil refinery side? What was their reaction after this plan was released? Yeah, so refiners also slammed the proposal. They had been calling for EPA to respond to the pandemic and level the playing field for refiners and in turn union workers, blue collar workers who work at these small refineries. But they slammed the proposal itself for going back in, saying that they want to deny these small refinery exemptions and and said that the idea of raising the levels in 2022 would already increase 
compliance costs that they're seeing and raise costs on gasoline and diesel. And they said this will raise costs on consumers. So they also are not happy with the proposal. Got it. Now, details about Biden's biofuel plan actually had leaked out before this week, and Midwestern lawmakers were not too pleased with what they saw. What's their reaction now after the plan was officially released? Yeah, so when this leaked memo came out earlier this year, the ethanol community was pretty up in arms and reaching out to the Biden administration to take action on this. We saw statements from House members in the Midwest and Wisconsin, in Iowa and Minnesota, who said like in their statement that they had repeated conversations with the administration on this. And basically, this is catering to the fossil fuel companies and continuing to ignore the law of the RFS as they see it. A slate of Midwestern senators, including Tammy Duckworth, Amy Klobuchar, Dick Durbin, they put out a statement that also applauded the administration on some of its actions, but said there is still clearly room for improvement and they'll be working with the administration to make the changes before there is a finalized rule. Also, on Wednesday, President Joe Biden signed an executive order that requires the federal government to neutralize its own greenhouse gas emissions from its operations by 2050. That would include cutting emissions from electricity usage, vehicle fleets, buildings, operations, and procurement activities. Overall, the White House said the move will enable the government to hit net zero emissions by 2050, with a 65% reduction this decade. That could eliminate a sizable chunk of planet heating emissions from the world's number two contributor to climate change. But Republicans could block spending and mandates to achieve those goals if they regain control of either the House or the Senate in the 2022 midterm elections. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nermal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron's El Segundo refinery is looking to turn plant-based oil into renewable gasoline, jet, and diesel fuels because it's only human to want to power a better future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.